Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, the mama of the house. Well, hey, if you're in your house, would you stand with us right now? And would you put your hand over your heart? And let's make our declarations together. Come on, I'm going to give you a second. Everybody hustle and bustle, stand up, put your hand on your heart. We are the church. Come on, y'all. Here we go. I declare declare that that I'm I'm created created in the the image of God. God. I I am blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. I declare that 2020 is my year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better, but 2020 will be my best year ever. I declare that 2020 is double-double for me. Double blessing, double anointing, double portion of good things in every area of my life. I declare that according to Psalm 6511, that God is crowning my year with goodness and my path will drip with abundance. I declare that as I am taught the word of God and apply it, apply it that I am wonderfully well and blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Amen. Yes, We bless you and especially today. Uh, all the mamas, we just bless you, bless you, bless you. So grateful for our mothers, and I'm so grateful for the mother of the house, the mother of mothers, uh, in my opinion, Pastor Precious, Pastor Sheila. She has an amazing word for you today. But you know, Sheila, several years ago, I wrote a poem on Mother's Day, and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to read my poem to you again. Thank you. And uh, so here we go to the mother of mothers on Mother's Day. When I think about Mother's Day, many things come to mind. I can't help but go back and honor my mother and my mamma, who was one of a kind. I'm grateful for a mother who did more than just her part. My greatest childhood memories were of us praying and chasing after God's own heart. My mamma was my hero. She prayed me back to life. Her living in our home when I was growing up brought great peace to any strife. She showed me love like no other. She made me feel special every day. I had no idea that she was a foreshadow of what God was bringing my way. Because of the sweet fragrance that my mamma graced me with, I knew early in life the kind of woman with whom I wanted to live. At 15, I saw her for the very first time. She was cheering at a basketball game like a ray of sun on the sideline. What I saw that day was beautiful, effervescent, glowing, fun, and free. Her name was Sheila, and God had made her for me. I knew when you became my girlfriend that someday you would become my wife. I've learned how much God loves me because of the gift of you in my everyday life. A girlfriend is one thing and a wife is yet another, but that special day when Joshua Keithcraft was born, you became a mother. Keela and Whitney would come later and our family would be complete, but to see you be a mother to our children has been beyond what I could ask or think. 
to see your love on display as some of my heaven on earth, your mercy, your grace, who you are gives our children self-worth. Who you are, Sheila, is more than my words could ever express. A daughter, sister, friend, wife, a pastor, a mother of mothers, you, my precious Sheila, are simply the best. Happy Mother's Day, Sheila, and you're going to do a great job. I love you. you. Hey, let's let's pray for the mama of the house, okay? Father, I just thank you for Sheila. I thank you that she's going to just pour your word and your anointing is going to go out, Lord, to every person who watches this. And while this is Mother's Day, this is a message for all people. Lord, I speak a blessing on every mother that's watching today. And I ask God that you would just interrupt their natural with your supernatural. And Lord, if people are really struggling today, if moms are struggling today, God, I pray that you would be their comfort, that you would be their peace, that you would be their guide. And as your word goes forth, I speak that it will not return void, but it will produce fruit in every person's life who receives the word today in Jesus' name. God bless you, Pastor Precious. You You may be seated. It's the mama of the house, Pastor Sheila. Well, I am so glad to be able to bring you the word today. It's such an honor on this Mother's Day, every time that I get to speak to the mamas, because it's something I value very much. I respect uh, everyone who is a mother. And, you know, I know that we come at this time and we're all in different places of how we feel about Mother's Day. Some of you, it's challenging for you, but the fact is all of us in our lives, we are leaving a legacy. And you know, what I did in this last year, I have written a book called Live your legacy. And uh, it's, there's been a lot of time and um, investment into this book because I so value my legacy. And I planned on it coming out for Mother's Day. I was so excited about this day and handing this book to you. And then, of course, we're in the season that we're in. So I wanted to at least, and I know Pastor Whitney already let you know that you're getting the introduction and the first chapter but my book is complete. And as soon as we can come back together, we are going to make sure that you have the opportunity to get that book because I'm really so proud of it. Never planned on writing a book. Uh, but uh, it is, uh, I believe, the greatest thing that all of us can do is truly live the legacy that we want to leave. So I want to give that to you for Mother's Day. And then there was this poem that I found, and I thought it was so appropriate for the time and season that we're in and for Mother's Day being where everybody is in different places. So if I, I know Pastor Keith has just read a poem, but I I think this will be something that will really touch you. It's by Amy Young, and it's called The Wide Spectrum of Mothering. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment. We walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things we don't mean to make this harder than it is. 
to those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who lived through driving test, medical test, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who have aborted children, we remember them and you on this day. To those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life has not turned out the way you had longed for it to be. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths. To those who envision lavishing your grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have emptier nest in the coming, upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. To those who place children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart. And we have real warriors in our midst. We remember you. Don't you think that's so appropriate for this Mother's Day? Because we celebrate every mother and every season that you're in. Well, I have a message for you. And I hope it encourages you. I hope you're inspired by it in this season. The title of my message is A Mother's Tale in tough times. And when I was trying to decide what did I want to share with you in this season and difficult time that we were in, I, I went to this particular woman because I thought it was appropriate for the tough times that she has been through. So we're going to start with 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. So really pay attention because it's a little bit longer. It's seven verses. So here we go. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord? But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. So you see, this is a mama. She's a widow, and she has two sons. What can I do to help you, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Now see what she has done. She has gone to all of her neighbor's house. Can you just imagine? She is sending her son. She's running down the street. She's going to gather every jar that she can find because that's what she's been asked to do. She's being obedient to the prophet because she has nothing in her house. So she did as she was told. Her sons keep bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. 
You see, this is a man. Elisha's a man who is out plowing the field. He's working in his family farm. And Elijah comes and throws his mantle on Elisha's back. I mean, Elisha's like, what happened to me? You see, after that, Elisha asks for a double portion. He goes to Elijah, he said, I want a double portion. He got a double portion of Elijah's anointing. When we see this woman, this mother who is widowed has two sons. What is that? Double. Elisha has a double portion of Elijah's anointing. She needs a double portion in tough times. You see this widow woman, she's all alone. Her pantry is bare. I I think about my pantry being bare. I mean, in times like this, there's some of you that maybe your pantry has been bare and they have come to take her sons if she can't pay her husband's debt. Well, Pastor Keith, he has declared. What, What is it that he's declared over this year? You say it, double, double. I want you to type it right now in the comments. Type double, double, because you know what? That's what we're believing. I don't care what tough times we are on. We are still standing for the word that God gave us in the beginning of the year. And that is double, double, because we are in tough times. She was in tough times. So how can we learn from this woman's story? See, this is one of the darkest times in human history that led Elijah as a prophet of God to his confrontation with the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. It's a reminder for all of us in dark times, God is in control. God is in control, write that. God is in control. You've got to speak those things. You've got to write those things so you can believe what you're speaking out. You see, when I was studying this single mom on this Mother's Day, This woman was a widow with two sons. I discovered some things beyond just what we read here in this passage in 2 Kings 4. You see, according to Jewish history and the historians, one historian, his name was Josephus. They have said this woman was Obadiah's wife. Okay, well, you might think, who is Obadiah's wife? Well, in the scriptures, it shows us he was a servant of Elisha. So he was a mighty man of God and he was over King Ahab's palace like Joseph, like Daniel, like Nehemiah, like Mordecai. You've heard of all these names, right? Well, in other Bible stories, they had risen to a position of great influence and responsibility in government. They were men of God who were in a pagan culture. And that's exactly what the culture that Elisha was in. This was a pagan culture. This was a king who was pagan. And I know you might not know much about King Ahab, but I know you have heard of his wife. His wife's name is Jezebel. So Obadiah managed this house, the house of King Ahab and Jezebel. Well, Jezebel goes crazy. She's trying to destroy all the kings, all the prophets of God in Israel. We know this because in 1 Kings 18.4, it states that while Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and then she took him and she put him in a cave and she put him in this cave of 50 in each cave. She fed them bread and water or he fed them bread and water. And then Obadiah, 
He was a brave man. So he stood for God and his prophets in a difficult time. So this explains, even though it doesn't say it right there in the scripture, it explains to us when we go back and look, according to historians, why this widowed woman, they do not give us the names in the scripture, but according to Josephus and historians, why this widow woman who is a mother of two sons is in so much debt and why her cupboard is bare. You see, Obadiah had used everything he had to feed the prophets to the point he put his whole life in danger. He put his family at risk. And that is why she was so bold to go and ask Elisha. He, she went after him. She said, you need to help me. Your servant has died and they are coming for my children. My husband helped you and now you need to help me. Well, according to Exodus 12 and two, her sons were going to be required to buy a, credit, a creditor to pay the debts of her family for six years. I mean, really, I mean, I, I think about that myself. I think about losing my sons, losing my son, losing my two daughters for six years. I mean, can you imagine that was just unbearable to her. So she's thinking, what do I need to do? Where can I go? She's reaching out to Elijah because she knew her and her husband were good friends and what her husband Obadiah had done for Elisha and for all the prophets. So this mama, I mean, she is desperate. She is desperate for help. She's in desperate times. It will require desperate measures. So this is a story about desperate times. You know, we are in desperate times. None of us None of us have been here before, but we are all going through it together. But all of us, we're all in different places. I mean, all of us know that we're here to help each other, but we're still all going through this same season together. So you know what? For all of us, we can be mad. We can blame God. Oh, we can believe, God, you are in control. You truly will work this for our good. This is our year. Pastor Keith has declared it. This is our year of transformation. We are believing for double-double. So I want to ask you this question. What are you going to do with what you are going through? I want you to write that right now in the comments. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna believe? Are you gonna stand? Are you gonna be mad? I mean, what is going to be your response with what you're going through. You have to declare it, you have to say it. I want you to make that comment in the comments. You see, because what I'm talking about here is this tale of a mother in troubled times. And it's a tale for us also in troubled times. Because this tale, it tells us, one of the things it tells us, and it's my number one point, is God is a God of providence. Let's believe that God, you are a God of providence because it says in Hebrews 13 and eight, he is the same, you know it, say it as I'm saying it. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's never changed. I wanna stir your faith because you may be in a place that if God doesn't come through for you, if you, you feel like I'm not gonna make it. You might be thinking, I don't know how this is gonna work out. I can't see this working for my good. Well, we need to be reminded in this season and all this time, the cloth you have been made and been cut from. What have you been cut from? What is the cloth? We are chosen. We are chosen people of God. We are righteous people of God. Do you know that God 
breathe his very breath into every one of us. And when we give ourselves away to negative thoughts and opinions and fears and insecurities and doubt, we have to remind ourselves who gave us this breath? Who gave us life? God, you've given us life. We recognize that we are grateful you are in control right now and we give our lives to you on this Mother's Day. This is a special day. Moms, you are the warriors. You are the champions of your family. You're the ones that have stood in faith so many times through tough times, through difficult times, and this time is no different. You be the strength of your family as I challenge you on this beautiful Mother's Day that we're getting to celebrate you. We see even when things are out of control like this widowed mom of two, I'm trusting you know what is on the other side. The one who is who he says he is. Who is that? Faithful. Write that. Faithful. When we feel like giving up, he is faithful. We think living by faith means everything changes suddenly. That's not what it means. Because a lot of times we feel that way. We think, man, if I'm living by faith, then you know what? I've got faith of a grain of a mustard seed. So you know what? That's going to change tomorrow. That's going to change next week. But you know what? It doesn't say that. Paul said, I have finished my course. I have kept my faith. The course, it is a process, you guys. He is working on our behalf, even when we can't see it all. He has a plan and a purpose in whatever we walk through. Because it says in Isaiah 43, 2 and 4. Let me show you in the Word of God what it says. It says, when you go through deep waters, you know what deep waters represents? It represents the things that are over our head, the things that are out of control, the things that will overwhelm you. There's some things right now that are beyond your control that are overwhelming you. And that's what this scripture speaks to. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, what does that speak to? The rivers of difficulty. It represents our different flows of life that we go through. It involves our struggles that have, to be, that have to be navigated beyond corona, beyond our emotions, beyond our virus, beyond homeschooling your children right now. All those things, these are things, the rivers of difficulty that can overwhelm you. You will not drown, it says in the word of God. When you walk through the fires of oppression, that represents the things you, that could destroy you. The flames that will bring destruction. You know, when I think about that, I think who was in the flames? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in the flames, but they did not let the fires overwhelm them. They didn't even smell like smoke. I want that to be my testimony in this season. I don't want to smell like smoke. I don't want the fires of oppression to overwhelm me. It says, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. Mamas, I want you to hear that. You are precious to God. You are precious in His sight. You are precious to Pastor Keith and I. You are precious if you are watching this today on this Mother's Day. I want you to know how God feels about you. He calls you precious. You are honored. And you know what he says? He says, I love you. When, number two, this tale, it also tells us he prepares us for what's 
next. He prepares us for what's next by giving us what we need now. So there are things that you have needed in this season that you didn't need a month ago. You didn't need two months ago. You didn't need even a day ago. Just like this mother in this story, she needed something in her now. Her sons were gonna be taken from her. She needed to pay her husband's debt, but she was broke. She had no food. She was in desperate times. And how does this relate to you and me? You see, there is a next beyond this pandemic. There is a next beyond this shelter in place. There is a next beyond canceling your dream wedding, beyond celebrating the birthday of a loved one. But you know what we've seen? Beyond that, everybody's gotten creative. We're doing drive-bys. Some people have said this has been the best birthday that they've ever had because more people have celebrated them, honking their horn and sending them notes and loving on them, being very intentional. Do you know it goes beyond the mourning, the loss, even in the season of a loved one. There is a next beyond celebrating Mother's Day the way we are doing it today. But you know what? I think it's very special today because you're getting to be with your family. You're being more intentional about really what this Mother's Day looks like. You see, our perspectives are important. And in all of these things, we can see the good or you know what we can just do? We can just focus on the difference because I believe if we understand that God is giving us what we need now to prepare us for what's next, I believe that God has a great next for you. You know what he has for you? A double-double. Say it with me. Double-double. Write it. Double-double. I'm so proud of you, some of you that are just typing that so quickly. Thank you for that. Because it is our year double-double. You see, there are two questions that Elisha asked this widowed mom. On this Mother's Day, I want to communicate this to you to encourage you. Elisha said, what can I do to help. And before she could answer him, he asked a second question. What do you have in your house? She said, I, I, don't, I don't have anything at all. I, I don't have anything, but except a flask of oil. So what we think is nothing at all is enough in God's hands. My husband wrote this leadershipology that says, you win in life when you give God something to work with. So what are you giving him in this season, in this difficult time? What are you giving him to work with? And people, something to respect. You see, there's a principle here that is sported all throughout scripture. God multiplies what we surrender to him. What seems like nothing to us in God's hand is enough. How do we see it in scripture? We see God asked Moses when he was in crisis, what is in your hand? Moses had a shepherd's staff and in the hand of God became the rod of God, which seemed like nothing at all, which became a symbol of God's power. Look at another place in scripture. You know the story, a little boy's lunch, five loaves and two fish, which seemed like nothing at all. But in comparison, to the 5,000 men in the crowd. That's what they said. There was 5,000 men, which they said was up to 10,000 people to feed with five loaves and two fish, but it became much and was multiplied in Jesus's hand. One slingshot and five smooth 
stones in a boy's hand seemed like nothing at all. But even when he felt like or anybody else felt like it would be nothing at all, it was just enough to take down a giant placed in God's hands. So what you need right now, you already have in your house. What is in your house right now? It might not seem like much, but when you take it and you put it in God's hands, it will be more than enough. A smile, a wave in this season, you know what it's done? It's brought you to discover that you have, you have some pretty amazing neighbors. And then there are many of you who are doing your part, bringing groceries, you're helping with people's bills, you're giving money, you're, many things. I mean, you're doing a lot of things. Those things can seem small, but to the ones you gave them to is so much. It's huge. You see, we've done the same as a church. We have asked the question, what is in our house? We have fed thousands through our drive through pantry. You're a part of that. We have fed nationally through our Convoy of Hope. The letters have gone out during this coronavirus. I mean, you knew about it months ago, but they've just gone out to the people that the 1,300 people that their medical debt had been paid in Collin County because of you. All medical debt has been paid and they got the letters right when this coronavirus is hit. Don't you think that's an encouraging word? Because of you, thank you for understanding. As a church, we have resources in our house because you have given. You see, God can use this time. We have to believe that. God, you can use this time to do something extraordinary in our lives. He's looking for people he can use and people that he can work through. But you know what? Many times we get in a hurry for this season to be over because you know what? Our kids, I mean, I know, I've heard, I've heard from some of you. Your kids are driving you crazy. You're tired of cooking all the meals. The homeschooling is just more than you can handle. Or what we can do in this season is we can think, this has been such a special time with my family and we are all struggling to get along, but you know what? We haven't had this kind of communication in a long time. We are actually getting to know each other more. I'm getting more adventurous and me personally, I am getting more adventurous. We go out to eat all the time. I'm getting more adventurous in my meals. I prepared, I mean, I can't even tell you, Sometimes my pantry doesn't have much in it because we don't go to the store all the time. But I've looked at my pantry thinking, what can, I mean, I've gotten creative. What can I use with these contents and create a meal for Pastor Keith? It's been a lot of fun. I've actually enjoyed that. And I've heard some people say, when, when will things be back to normal again? I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back to normal. You see, we are people who want to get in a hurry. We want to hurry things up and we want to get on the other side. But maybe normal is the enemy of God's best. You see, maybe the better thought process is, I don't want to get back to something. I don't want to go become, I don't want to become who you want me to become in this moment. What do I need? What do I need in this moment to continue to do? What do I need to change? What do you have in your house? That's the question for all of us we need to ask. What do we have in our house? I don't want things to get back to normal. I don't want things to be the same. I know you don't either. So we just can't go back to saying, well, I just want things to be normal. I just want to get things that we don't want them to go back. What do you have in your hand? Through loss, through lack, through tough times, through not enough, 
because I'm reminded of this scripture in James 1 and 2, and it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Write it, perseverance. Would you type that? Perseverance, because it will finish its work so that you may be mature. We all want to be mature and complete not lacking anything. So what is it saying here? When we face any trial at any time, it's not a time to be mad at God or whatever emotions that you might feel, but in the fabric of your being, you know through tough times, you persevered. God used those tough times to build perseverance into your life. He goes on to say, let the perseverance finish what it wants to do in me what it wants to do in you. You see, I think the biggest risk we run now is that as we start this gradual re-entry back into our lives, that we would re-enter and that we would be the same person that we were when we came back in. I don't want to be that. That we wouldn't let all we have gone through finish the work. We didn't let it complete the process and we jumped right back in and said, I learned a little, it was good, but I'm ready, but we didn't let God continue to do what He wanted to do in all of us. You see, perseverance means to remain. So when you stand in this next season, this next storm, you're gonna be stronger. You see, He's given you what you need now to prepare you for what's next. What can seem like you're nothing at all is more than enough when you give it to God. The tale of this wid widowed mom, tells us, it's my third point, the legacy you live is the legacy you will leave. This widowed mom lived a legacy she wanted to leave. She lived in obedience. She left a legacy of blessing. So I wanna encourage you to think of the one thing that you want to change. The one thing that can make a difference in not only your life, but the life of those around you. You know, I, I think about me when my children were small, the challenges that I faced, I mean, Joshua and Keela were 18 months apart. Whitney and Keela were 22 months apart. My husband traveled 40 weeks out of the year. Some years we went with him, some we didn't. And I understand and know that there are some challenging times that you're facing. Because I remember those times that, and it was especially happened when I would go to put him in bed at night. I would feel so bad because I would feel like I really was not the mom that I needed to be. I let my frustrations and my, you know, just, uh, um, just attitudes come out instead of really controlling my emotions. But there are things for all of us that we can say, you know what? I. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not the mom that I need to be, but that's okay. I always say it's a new day. So what is today the one thing that you could change that would affect your tomorrow? Don't look at what you weren't yesterday, but what is the one thing you could change today that will affect tomorrow? See, I remember in moments and season in my children's lives that even today that I say, we will never pass this way again. And also, if you ask my kids, they would say this exact phrase that I still say today, enjoy the moment because we only have this moment. That's what we're in right now. We, we're only gonna have this moment. This moment's gonna pass us by. And we've had some pretty amazing moments. We've had some tough times, but we've had some amazing moments too. 
So I've written a book called Live Your Legacy. And I'm passionate about the legacy I'm living because I truly want to leave a legacy for my children to follow, for other people to follow, the people here of Elevate Life Church, for the women of this church to follow. I wanna be a godly example. I wanna challenge you, no matter your age, to live with intention in every relationship you have and everywhere you go. Live so that you will not have a reason to look back and say, I wish I'd lived and loved more in the moment. Do both of them now. I wanna encourage you, if you are going to visualize the end of your life, I think about that. What is the end of my life? What will it look like? What do I want it to look like? Then I'm gonna invest the days that I have left acting and making those dreams a reality. I wanna encourage you to begin shaping your legacy by building strong and loving relationships with both your family of origin, your family of choice. Many of you have been doing this and you're looking back on your life even now and you're looking back on this season and saying, man, it's been so rich, it's been so rewarding and I don't wanna get out of this moment. That's good. There's a lot of great things and a lot of great takeaways, but don't let some of the negative things, whether it's what we hear on the news, need to turn that off. Focus on what you're doing and the good things that you're doing. Therefore, let's move forward knowing it's vital for us to develop strong and lifelong relationships. You know, these relationships that'll thrive when cultivated with work and sacrifice and forgiveness. And more importantly than anything is that unconditional love. How we live determines what we're gonna leave behind. So I wanna leave you with these, just reminding you of my last, of the three points that I gave you today. God is a God of providence. He prepares us for what's next by giving us what we need now. And the legacy you live is the legacy you will leave. I love you. I hope this word encouraged you. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mamas. And I celebrate everyone who watched this today. I hope you were encouraged. Pastor Keith. That was so beautiful. Wasn't that amazing? That was amazing, 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 amazing. Just a great word. And, um, you know, Sheila, Mother's Day is always special. And I personally believe, you know, I've spent my whole life working out, spent my whole life um, training my body, disciplining my body. And like, I know what it is to even put myself through tough times. And I've said this recently, and I want to say this to all of you that it's no doubt that our world is going through a tough time right now. And I know many of you very personal on a very personal level, you're going through a tough time or you know somebody that's really struggling. And uh, I just wanna say this, Robert Shuler, who I had the opportunity to travel and do big events with all across America. He was known as the founding pastor for the Christa Cathedral. His grandson and I are friends, Bobby Shuler. I text him every Saturday night. But here's what he said. He made this statement famous. He said, tough times don't last, but tough people do. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And, and Sheila, but it's even more than that. When you go through tough times, whether you realize it or not, it's making you tougher. It's making you more resilient. It's making you uh, more like Christ. And that's the opportunity that we have is for tough times to, to do that in our life. 
You know, maybe right now you're watching this and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you don't know the Lord. And I'm just telling you, in tough times, that is the time to turn into God. He says, cast your care upon me because I care for you. He said, you know what? My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So take what's burdening you. Take what's worrying you. Take what's causing you to have fear. Take what's weighing you down, the sin in your own life. And Jesus died on a cross, Sheila. He, he went through that tough thing called the cross and he was nailed to the cross. They put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. They stuck a spear in his side. They pierced his heart. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They beat his back 39 times with a whip. Why? The Bible says in Isaiah, it was prophesied hundreds of years before the actual crucifixion. It said he would be wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Wounded on the outside for the things that we would do on the outside. Bruised on the inside for our iniquities. The things on the inside that we can't fix ourselves. So I just wanna invite you right now, just everybody that's watching, just pray this prayer with me. Just invite Jesus anew and afresh in your life right now. And if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, what a great day, Mother's Day, a Mother's Day to do it. Remember Pastor Sheila's first point, he's a God of providence. He knew this day would come. He knew this hour would come in our world. And he is here, right here in this moment. Would you just repeat this after me? Would you just say, Dear Heavenly Father? Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. I give you my life. I give you my life. My past. My past. My present. My present. My future. My future. I give you my hopes and dreams. I give you my hopes and dreams. I give you my sorrows. I give you my sorrows. My fears. My fears. My doubts. My doubts. And I exchange all those things. And I exchange all those things. For your love. For your love. For your acceptance. For your acceptance. And for your forgiveness. And for your forgiveness. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for wanting to have a relationship with me. Thank you for wanting to have a relationship now with I me. Now I give my life to you. Now I give my life to you. Come into my heart, Lord Come Jesus. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. In your name I pray. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. It's such a precious thing. It's the, it's the greatest prayer we can pray. And the Bible says, in Jeremiah 33, 3, and this is a prophet, he said, call unto me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. But if you don't know him, then you never get that benefit. But you are a, you're a son and daughter of the Most High God. And if you made that decision for God, would you let us know? You can do that right now by, by even as you're watching this, just say, hey, I made a decision for Jesus. And one of our online hosts will follow up with you. You can go to our app and we wanna help you in your growth and in your walk with God. Let us know if you made a new decision for Jesus. Maybe you've made a decision in the past, but you've never, or, or you're in a season where you haven't been living for God. Well, guess what? In the midst of troubled times, here's what Jesus says. 
let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Because as you believe in me, he says, I so too believe in you. So God's got you and God's got this. And Sheila, I just can't say again enough about your message. And I just had a song that that really came on my heart. It's so old, but but before I sing the song, let me tell you the story behind the song. Don Moen was, before there was a Hillsong or Elevation Worship or any, any other worship, Elevate Life Worship, those household names yeah, of worship, there was a man named Don Moen, and he's just really one of the greatest songwriters and worshipers of all time. And, and he had a sister And one day he got the call that nobody ever wants to get. And the call was that their family had left Oklahoma. They were heading towards Colorado for a ski trip. And the kids had just, man, how many times has this happened to us? They'd gotten out of their seatbelts and gone in the back of the van to lay down. And they had no more laid down and fallen asleep than when an 18-wheeler hit that van, Sheila. And it was so horrific that by the time they even could figure out what was happening, the only thing that Don Moen's sister and husband heard were the, were the crying and the screaming of their children. You see, their children, after the 18-wheeler hit the van, they weren't in the van any longer. In fact, I can remember, Sheila, some of the trips we took. Like, that was my concern. If anything ever happened, there were these gigantic windows on the sides of the van. These children, all four of them, had been thrown from the van. And so it was pitch black. It was the middle of the night. And the only way they were able to find their children were by their cries. And they found three of them. But they were looking for their little boy, and they couldn't find him. They searched and searched and finally they found him the furthest away from the van right by a fence and his neck had been broken. And as Craig, who was Don's brother-in-law, picked up his dead son, he could tell that his neck had been broken. And God spoke to him in that moment and said, he's in my arms now. He's in my arms now. And as Don was going to the funeral, he was on the plane and he thought in his mind, what am I going to say to my sister? What am I going to, I know they're going to want me to sing. And he penned these words in a very difficult time. And I can remember singing it a long time ago. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way, God will make a way. And I just wanted to sing that over your life. 
I want you to sing that over your family. Because you know what, Sheila? We're 60. We're 60 years old. Not supposed to tell them my We've age. lived through <laughs> some stuff, y'all. We've lived through more than the coronavirus, I can tell you that. Last year, I lived through a heart attack. I lived through two heart procedures last year. Can I just tell you some good news and some bad news? The good news is you're gonna get through this. Somebody say amen. The bad news is something else is coming. You're always gonna have struggles. You're always gonna go through difficult times. And that's why we need to know God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. Remember that? I got the mic. He will be, be my, my guide. That means I want you to sing. Hold me closely to his side with love and sing with me. And strength. <laughs> for each new day, he will make a way. He will make a way. <laughs> I was high. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so sweet. Aww. God's going to make a way for you. God loves you. And out of the mouth of this mama of our house, just feel God, feel his presence, feel his sweetness, feel his love. We want you to know to all the moms, thank you. Thank you for being the strongest creature that God ever made. Thank you for being a nurturer. Thank you for being a corrector. Thank you for being a director. Thank you for being all that you are. And maybe, maybe you don't have anybody to thank you for the kind of mom you've been today. Well, we want to say thank you. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. We love you so much. Would you share this with somebody? Would you just, listen, how hard is it? We don't, we don't care about being known or about being famous. Just share this. Share it with somebody. Help somebody. Let, let them be encouraged today. And God will make a way. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.